welcome to another Reimagining Windows show on TechNet Radio, our series of business value interviews for IT managers all around Windows 8. My name is Kevin Remdy, and I'm a senior IT pro evangelist on the U.S. Developer and Platform Evangelism team at Microsoft, and I'm your TechNet Radio host today. Now, today's interview is part one of an eight-part series. Get that, eight parts on Windows 8. We're going to do a tips and tricks series, and we're going to be talking to Microsoft Principal Technical Account Manager Lex Thomas. Lex, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Kevin. How's it going, bud? It's going great. Going great. So in our first meeting today with you, let's, let's begin by covering off some of the basics that people are going to want to know about when they're just first getting around Windows 8. Uh, what do we need to know to get started in using the modern user interface that's in Windows 8? Yeah, so I think that probably the thing that will throw most people for a loop is the fact that there is no start button down on the bottom of the taskbar like everybody's used to. right? But uh, I, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that they shouldn't be scared of that. It's actually a pretty cool thing. Um, so uh, let's take a look at what the new start screen looks like. This is the new start screen, and it's uh, probably something that everybody that has, you know, fired up Windows 8 has seen. Um, there are some pretty cool things that we can do here. We can launch any of the new modern interface apps, and these are apps that uh, you download from the uh, Windows Store. And one of the things that I want you to notice here is that uh, it's very simple to scroll back and forth. If you have a touch screen, you can just touch the screen and scroll. If you have a mouse that has a little roller in the center, generally that roller will be assigned to scrolling, and you can just roll your mouse back and forth. Also, you can come down to the bottom and just grab the uh, scroll bar and scroll like you normally would scroll uh, in an application. You know, I think that's a, a really important point that people need to understand about the start screen. It looks so great and touch-friendly, but you really can do anything with just a mouse and keyboard uh, that you can do with touch. Um, and interesting side note, maybe you've experienced this with people as well. Um, they just want to touch the screen. I, I took my laptop on vacation with my family. I had Windows 8 on the machine. That was the first time the rest of them had used it, and they were trying to touch this non-touch-friendly screen in order yeah. to move things around. They just felt like that was what had to be done. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a that's a common thing, right? The thing that that just drives me crazy is that you, you, you all you really have to know here is that you can launch anything without touching a mouse just by typing, right? If I want to launch any of these apps, all I have to do is type the name of the app. So I'm just going to type in Netflix, and there it is. And all I have to do is hit enter. Notice I didn't have to go pull in the charms menu or go up and hit search. All I had to do was type. And uh, that's, that's kind of an important thing for people to know, is that you really don't even have to touch anything on the screen. You don't have to use a mouse to click on an icon. If you don't want to, certainly that's one way to go, and, and, and I love doing that. But you don't have to. Really, the key here is that all you have to do is type. Now, you heard me mention the charms menu just a second ago. Mm -hmm. Let me just bring that up. Now, how did you do that? Well, uh all I had to do was hit Windows C on the keyboard, and that'll bring it up. And there are some other ways. Let me show you some of the other ways. If I take my mouse uh, cursor and just drag it over to the upper right-hand corner of my screen, you'll see that the charm menu also comes up. Mm -hmm. That also brings the charm menu up. And so I can do it either way. I can either do a Windows key C, or I can just drag my mouse over there. Now, if I had a touch screen, all I would have to do is swipe in from the right-hand side. And I can just do that, and it'll come up uh, automatically. It'll just, I can just pull it right in. Um, and so uh, hitting the Start button when I'm in the uh, 
in the uh, start screen, that brings me to the desktop. And I can get back to the charms menu the same way I did before. I can just do a Windows C. That'll bring me back to the charms menu. If I hit the start button on the charms menu, that'll bring me back into the modern interface. So a couple of ways to get to the same point there. They're all fairly easy. Hmm. Um, some of the other items that we have on the charms bar, uh, we have search, and, and that's pretty self-explanatory. At least most people think it's pretty self-explanatory. One mm -hmm. of the things to remember about search is that when I type in something to search on, it, it, it'll either search my computer, I can have it search the Internet by focusing on Internet Explorer, or I can have it search within any application. And so that's pretty cool. And we'll talk about that later in more depth. The okay. other really cool thing here is share, right? So let me go, uh, let me just fire up music. And uh, this will start here in just a second. And uh, the cool thing is, is that I can go to a, an album or an artist that I like in music, and uh, I, I can share it. So let's go to Aerosmith, and uh, we'll go to Oh Yeah, and I'll just go over to the bar here and hit Share. And I'm going to email that to uh, a friend of mine. And we'll automatically build the email. It'll hmm. automatically populate the email with the song that I wanted to share. It'll take just a second here. So you didn't have to actually open up email to do this. You just, uh, based on a relationship that these applications have with the operating system, they all just tie together. Absolutely. Okay. Excuse me. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's pretty intuitive. Once you get used to doing it, you just kind of want to share from anything that you're in. Right, like if I'm reading an article in one of the news apps or on, you know, on the Internet with Internet Explorer, I can share that article with Facebook. I can, I can share it in email with somebody. Um, so share is absolutely one of my favorite features. And notice that it populated the email with a link to the song that I wanted to share. So hmm. if I just hit send, it's automatically going to send that email. I don't have to do anything else. And again, you brought it up a second ago, but I just want to reiterate that I didn't have to go into email, cut a link, paste a link, compose an email, and hit send. All I had to do was hit share, and it did it for me automatically. Excellent. So if I hit the Windows key on the keyboard, that'll generally take me from the app that I'm in back to the start screen, which is what I just did now. Um, and let's talk about the start screen, because the start screen... Um, can get a little confusing sometimes. The way that I set mine up is that I have apps that I use all of the time in one group, and then I have kind of my news and media apps in another group, and then I've got my office apps in, in a third group. And uh, you might be asking yourself, what does he mean by group? Because these all look like they're just splattered all over the screen. There doesn't what do you seem mean to be by, any. What do you mean by group? Yeah, <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any, any rhyme or reason to this whatsoever. But I can actually take an app and create a group just by dragging it in between groups. Notice that there's a little bar that appears there, and if I release that app, I've just created a, a group for that app. Now, what's really cool about this is that I can, I can arrange these icons any way I want. If I want to drag this back over here and drop it, I can. If I want to take this icon and move it to this group, it's just a matter of picking the icon up and moving it. 
Now, this is pretty cool. If you look down at the far left, or excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> if you look down at the, uh, at the far right-hand lower corner of my screen, mm -hmm. you just have to remember everything's reversed. I'm looking at things reversed from, from what you guys are seeing. Okay. Uh, there's a little minus sign there, and if I click on the minus sign, that minimizes the icons on my start screen. And what that allows me to do is select entire groups of icons and move them around. Okay. And this is very useful. In fact, if I want, I could go in here, and if I just right-click on a group, I can now name that group. So I'll just give this group a, a name. Right, I'll call it test group. Oh, okay. So you I'll can actually assign here. names. It looks like you haven't done much name assigning, but uh, you know people yeah, might well, want to do that for the, yeah, the bird's so eye view that they have. Yeah, so I haven't done it on this machine. And you can actually set it up so that things sync between machines. I haven't done that as either. But let's just go to, we'll call this Lex's favorites. And uh, so now I've named those. So if I just click anywhere in here, now notice that at the top of each of these groups there's actually a name. See that? Great. Yeah. Yeah. So if I go back over to the Charms menu and I just hit Search, that'll bring me to the Apps screen. Not all of the apps that I have are actually pasted onto the Start menu. They're not pinned to the Start menu, but I can do that with any app. Right, let me uh, just scroll through here a little bit. Uh, let me find an app. Here's Foxit Reader. And I'll just do, uh, well, that one's actually pinned to start. Let me unpin it from start. So now when I right-click on it, I can do pin to start, and that'll put it on the start menu. But notice I can also do pin to taskbar. Mm -hmm. And what that'll do is put the app right down here on my taskbar. So the taskbar on the desktop, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I good. just launched it from, from the taskbar. So that all apps list, that's that's kind of like what people are used to now with the start menu, correct? I mean, they, they bring up the start menu in Windows 7 or earlier. They um, they can navigate into folders and areas. Like, for example, when Office used to be installed and you had a Microsoft Office folder and you went in there to find Word. And sure, at that point, you could set a shortcut on the taskbar or put it up at the start, top of the start menu. This is kind of like the same thing, right? You're able to save it either to the search screen as an app that you use frequently, make that akin to the top of the start menu, or you simply assign it to the taskbar. If you're going to, if it's a desktop app, you're going to be in there a lot, or you simply launch it often, but you spend most of your time, like I think most new users to Windows 8 are going to, spend most of their time on the desktop with their existing applications. They've got that nice shortcut that they've been using more frequently than the start menu. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And again, all you have to do to get to that list is just hit search. All right. And it'll, it'll bring you back to that list of applications. And I think you can actually uh, right-click on the, on the start screen, and you, they have an all apps option at the bottom, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you, you right-click, that's, that's correct. Uh, there's all apps. And that's actually a good point. I forgot to mention that. But let's go into another app. I'll just go into Nook here. And all of these apps, by the way, are available, you know, just to, in the Windows uh, App Store on the on the Start menu. Uh, if I right-click in most apps, there's a hidden menu that uh, will pop up and allow me to do things. In this case, like Sync, uh, this is an app where I where I subscribe to different magazines. I can hit Sync, and it'll it'll update my magazine list. 
Um, let me go back to the start menu. Now you mentioned um, right click though. Is there is there a way to do that with uh, just a touch screen? Yeah, absolutely. So if you just have a touch screen, all you have to do is swipe up from the bottom when you're in the app. All right. Right. So just and when I say swipe, what I mean is come come off the border of the screen up towards the center of the screen. And you know, it, it'll only take an inch or two and you'll see the little menu pop up. Oh, cool. Yeah, so let's load something else here. Actually, let me show you something cool. If I come all the way up to the top left-hand corner, I can grab a list of running applications. So here's weather. And if I right-click or swipe up from the bottom, there's the, the menu that uh, gets pulled up for weather, right? I've got home, places, world weather, current location. Uh, currently today, it's 46 degrees in Charlotte. Um, we ran music earlier. If I right-click uh, anywhere in the uh, music app where I, I up-swipe, um, you know, I've got a menu I, uh, that, that pops up there. I can do play selected, add to now playing, etc. So all of these apps, if I right-click in mail, I can sync or pin to start. I can move items. I can mark as read or unread. So almost all of those applications will have some sort of contextual menu that you can pull up, either by swiping up or just um, right-clicking in the application. Okay. And then the kind of contextual, as we mentioned earlier, with the charms and, uh, and, and with regard to search and sharing, too. Yeah, right. absolutely. So this is one of my favorite features that we haven't talked about yet. I can't say enough about uh, Internet Explorer 10. Uh, most people... They'll log into it first for the first time, and they might feel a little bit lost. All you have to do is right-click. Um, if you right-click like we've done in some of the other apps, you'll, you'll get both an address bar and you'll get a list of recently visited uh, websites. If I click in the address bar, we'll give you another menu. And these are hmm. you know, sites that I frequently visited. Um, and this is, this is one of my favorite features. Right. So let's go to a website that I really like. Let's go to uh, Bing. <laughs> let's go to Bing. Hello, <laughs> Bing. Yep. Okay, so I'm in Bing. Remember, if I right-click, I get the address bar. Uh, otherwise, it's pretty much full screen, very rich. I don't know if you can see the little chameleon eye darting around, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing that I really want to show you here is this little pin down here uh, in the contextual menu. If I click on pin site, I can pin it to start. We'll just uh, rename it Lex's Search, just so that it's got a different name than Bing, and I'll pin it to start. And now if I go back to my start menu, there's Lexus Search right there. Okay, so whenever you ping something or whenever a new application is installed, it puts it on the very rightmost edge of the items that are on the start screen, and you can simply drag it around then from that point. Yeah, exactly, all the way. Okay. It goes, goes all the way to the end of the line. Yeah. And now if I click on that, it'll automatically launch that page. And so what's really cool is, you know, I've got 
HBO to go. I love watching movies, so I can pin the HBO to go site to the start menu. I don't even have to fire up a browser because all I have to do is click on that icon and it knows what to do. It'll automatically fire the browser up. It'll automatically go to that site. One more thing under our basic navigation topic that we should talk about is devices. This is where things like second screens are listed. Uh, all my printers are here. I can send a document to OneNote. Um, and, and this is a little different than traditional Windows apps, because remember that in a traditional Windows app, really the code to print is built into the app, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, you have a file menu, and then you come down, and you select print, and then you're printing from that app. Here, really, for modern apps, print is part of the OS. So I can, I can send this to OneNote, and it'll automatically create the page for me, and as soon as I hit print, it becomes a, a booklet in OneNote. And notice that it's given me a great page preview here. Huh. If I go uh, printer, it'll it'll create the page and make sure that the printer's online. And if I hit print, it'll send it to my printer. And I can do that in just about all of the uh, modern Windows apps. So so pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Now, so Lex, when we're done with everything, how do we actually shut down Windows 8? Well, that's a great question. Um, notice that there's a little icon up at the top there that says uh, Lex Thomas. If I just click on that icon, I can do a couple of things. Number one, I can sign out. And if I sign out, it doesn't shut the OS down, but it logs me out of Windows and allows somebody else to log in. Mm -hmm. I can also switch account, which means that I can, if I've got multiple accounts on this machine, I can let somebody else log into their profile without actually logging out of my profile. Now, to absolutely completely shut down the box or to put it to sleep, etc., if I just go over to the charms menu and I go to settings, there's a little power button right here. Oh, and if okay. I click on that power button, I can either sleep, shut down, or restart. And what's cool about that little menu there is that that'll change depending on whether or not there are updates to install. Right? If I've got an update that's pending, Restart may be update and restart, but that's how you do it. You just go to the charms menu, go to settings, and there's a power button there. I noticed, uh, before we close out here, um, I noticed a couple of other options on this little uh, area in the settings um, around networking and uh, notifications and so on. So those are other pieces that you might want to, uh, if you're going to change your network connection to a different Wi-Fi network, for example, these are where you're going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So okay. these are the networks that I have access to. And that's going to be based on my location, right? It'll be mm -hmm. wireless networks that my NIC can see. Um, and notice that on top, there's a wired connection to corp.microsoft.com. Right. And actually, I, I normally don't have a wired connection. I did that just so that uh, we could do these episodes without you know, any lag time or anything. Um, but that, yeah, that's how you do it. And okay. the really cool thing is that there's this airplane mode switch up at the top. Oh, yeah. And if I slide that over and turn that on, of course, everything um, everything that this box does that requires an external signal or an external radio uh, shuts down. So Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, et cetera. Okay, great. All right, great. Thank you so much, Lex, for that, uh, that demonstration and some of those great tips on some of the navigation around Windows 8. Really appreciate that. Um, where can we send people to get more information about Windows 8? Well, there's there's microsoft.com forward slash windows. 
That's a good one. And there was another one that we just got an email. Do you remember what that one was? I can't remember. Oh, Microsoft.com slash Springboard, the Springboard Series site. Ah, uh, there you go, the Springboard Series site. Great yeah, place. So, First so place to are, go is an IT Pro, definitely. Th those are both great. And and uh, also there's the, uh, you know, there's another podcast that's actually pretty popular. It's Taste oh, really? of Premier. And, uh, yeah, I happen to be the host for that one. And uh, <laughs> What was that called again? Taste of Premier. Taste of Premier. Okay. And it's it's another TechNet radio show. And, uh, you know, I invite everybody to uh, come on over and, and listen to some of my episodes because I'll also cover some of the Windows 8 stuff there as well. Excellent, excellent. And I hope I'll be on that uh, podcast sometime soon so I can plug this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. Anytime you want. You're more oh, than okay. welcome. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much again for your time today. We'll see everyone again on, on Part 2 coming up very soon. And, uh, again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on TechNet Radio, Reimagining Windows.